Hello, hello, folks. Hello, hello, you co-host of mine. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Ryan, and... <laughs> You're multiple people tonight? <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie Split. Hmm. No, I'm just, I'm Ryan, and you are... I'm Harland, Red Flag Grant, mm. and this is the Dawdler's Philosophy Podcast, Shorts. That doesn't feel right. I want I want it to be briefs now, but it just doesn't just doesn't feel right to do that. You know? You want your briefs to feel right. <laughs> if you're gonna have a good day. Yeah, you sure do. Um we could be a, we could have briefs in the shorts. That's the one thing we could do. We could have little asides like we're having right now. Um Okay, this thing is supposed to be quick, so stop dawdling, you Quit dawdlers. dawdling. Uh, hey, Harland. Huh? Is anything possible? As far as I know. What do you mean? Or wait, did you mean, is there at least one thing that is possible? <laughs> is anything possible, or is it all impossible? That's a good question, and we're here to answer it tonight, folks. And when we're done with this, the answer, you will have it. You don't have to think about it anymore, right? Are you abandoning <laughs> our frame that we used to do shorts in? Oh, shit. Did we do... Oh, Harlan. What I, I would say is, I would Jesus. say, hey, what, what's, your, do you, what's your take on the notion of possibility? You're glad you asked. What, what is your take? Does that mean you not you don't have one? Well, I will maybe later. I don't know. Anything's possible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, what's your take? God damn it. That pretty much is my take on possibility. I think that we should take the phrase anything's possible very literally and seriously, and that that is the most epistemically responsible position to take. So I usually go on this topic back to good old episode six on normative meta-epistemological skepticism, also referred to as enemy skepticism. And to to quickly review the point of that, that's a a meta-epistemological position that says, all right, well, if knowledge entails truth of the thing believed, then in order for someone to claim to know something, if they want to be responsible, if they want to accurately reflect their epistemic position to the best of their ability, I think there are good arguments to indicate that you ought not claim to know anything 
Because even if you do know it, you aren't in a position to justify that claim. In other, in in short, because it's short, <laughs> you can't know that you know something. Even if you do know it, you can't know that you know it. So then you shouldn't bother to say something. Out of that, I distill the nugget that what's preventing this second order knowledge that would justify the ability to claim it is that truth is absolute in the sense of they talk about absolute terms being that property which nothing is greater in that dimension. And some examples that often come up are something like flat or empty. If something is literally flat, it is such that nothing could be flatter. If something is true, nothing could be more true. It's these terms that are all the way, absolute. I think that we ought avoid making any absolute claims as human beings because we are finite, infallible, limited, might be making mistakes. We can't tell the difference between something, between a surface that is literally, objectively, and absolutely flat and a surface that is flatter than our ability to detect a flaw in. In this case, in this domain of possibility, I think that impossibility claims are the ones that are absolute. If you want to assert that X is impossible, you are assigning it a likelihood of zero. The other end of the spectrum we call necessary. That's 100%. And I think as a skeptic, as a fallibilist, that human beings should avoid both absolute ends of the spectrum, and we should never make impossibility claims or necessity claims. What's left, 1 through 99, and that is the domain of possibility slash probability. If you want to, as I use the terms, a probability is just assigning a numerical value to a possibility. All of the numbers that are not 0 and 100 are what we call possibilities. If you're willing to buy that human beings ought not assert absolutes because they might be mistaken, then I think we ought take the position that anything is possible. <laughs> Make sense? It makes sense. It's funny because when you use that phrase, I think... Maybe it's that we think of it in a very quantitative way, even though it isn't. But we think, well, anything is possible suggests that, to many people, I think, that there is no particular specific thing that is going on. Maybe it's also that it just seems watered down to an extent. You know, people want to be able to have a foothold in the world. And what you just said Sounds perfectly great. But then tacking on the idea at the end that anything is possible, that I think is a, a phrase people tend to already use, right? Or at least I've heard it in many other contexts other than the very structured one that you, you know, put together just now. Yeah, it's a cliche. And it's a cliche. Anything's possible. When people use the cliche, what do they mean? I think it can be used in different contexts in slightly different ways. One of the most popular ones 
it means something like, yeah, right. Or, I consider that highly unlikely, but if you want to hold out hope, I guess I won't stop you, but I will gently mock you for doing so. Right? <laughs> when somebody says, yeah. well, maybe, maybe my package will come a day early because, we're, well, anything's possible. Right. But we know that it's the post office really busy around the holiday season, and if anything, it's probably going to be late, but what, anything is possible. <laughs> so it often means that kind of derision. Right. It sometimes in other contexts is used in a sort of touchy-feely, positive thinking way as an affirmation that you're supposed to try to use that phrase, concept, opinion to motivate you to achieve your goals. You know, you're supposed to just wake up in the morning and before you put your slippers on, you repeat to yourself the mantra, well, anything is possible. I can do this. I can get the job. I can get the gold medal. Right. So it can be used that way, and I'm sure there's others. Do you have some? No, but it just sounds like you. Now, now we have three ways. One is cynical. Uh, the other one is like completely positive, motivational. motivational. And then uh, yours is, I guess, what, practical? <clears throat> I'm not quite sure how to... Put yours. Yours is, you know, obviously epistemological. I, but... I guess maybe it's philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have any problems with that. And I honestly, I don't have much of a take other than when you've mentioned this before in the past. You know, I would think, as I just hopefully demonstrated, that I think, well, people use that phrase, that bumper sticker, that cliche, whatever, in various contexts. It's hard not to. Like, go to that file drawer in your brain, you know, every single time you hear a phrase like that. So, anyway. Are you suggesting that you have a fair amount of connotative pollution around the term po anything's possible? Hot damn, I do. Another thing to talk about that comes up, at least in the philosophical community, around the notion of possibility and is, is sometimes used in what they call modal logic, which is the logic that's supposed to deal with possibilities and necessities. They have different types of possibility and, or degrees of it. And in approximately descending order of expansiveness, they start with logical possibility. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be both the hardest version, like, well, of course it's impossible that something is and is not at the same time, or that there's, and then one down from logical is like mathematical, like, well, there's no square circles. <laughs> Almost everything is included in logical possibility, but those things that are considered logical contradictions or logical impossibilities more people would be willing to stipulate or claim an impossibility there than anywhere else but that's because far too many people in my opinion are under the illusion that logic is a thing instead of a set people think well there's one and only one logic and it has these dictates and laws and we must obey them when the way that it really works in philosophy or whatever is that logic is just this general catch-all term 
for any set of symbols and manipulation rules and syntactical formulas that abide by the rules of derivation, etc. But you can come up with any different set of rules and symbols that you want. And so logical possibility, the way I would use it, would just be a relativistic concept to any given logical system. X is considered logically impossible by system S. End of story. That doesn't mean anything about the world or anything about what is or is not possible. Just means contradicts this system. Yeah. <laughs> so you go from that to math, and then that kind of makes the same point, except for those Platonists who think that there is one and only one mathematics that's true for all the universe. Of course, we're not that foolish at the Daughterless philosophy. No, never. So we know that math, likewise, is just sets of symbols and rules, and there can be any different one. So moving up from that is metaphysical possibility. Mm. That there's, whenever you have some system describing how you think the universe functions, then something might be considered impossible there. The most popular version being, in 2019 America at least, physical impossibility. Uh, physics is a metaphysics, at least the way I use words. And it might say something like, well, it's impossible to travel faster than the speed of light. That might be a, a metaphysical impossibility claim. Mm. I likewise don't buy those. It all just seems like engineering problems. Maybe we'll change our models later. Maybe we'll find a way to break the rules. Maybe the rules will change. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes they call that one nomological, nomological possibility. That's kind of the, if you think there are laws of nature and we know what those are, uh -huh. yeah. if something is against the laws of nature, then you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then the most restrictive kind, they just call temporal possibility. And that's just like, given the actual history of the world as it is up until now, since these people seem to think we have historical facts and we have all sorts of knowledge about many different domains, and then it would be, well, I I know that I stayed home sick from work yesterday, so it's impossible that I was there or something. Uh, time travel is out, all kinds of stuff is out. Yeah, it's constrained. Yeah, all right. And there are probably others, but that's at least one sort of rundown of these types of possibility interlaced with some side comments about why I don't buy any of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's all good. I'm trying to like rack my brain to see if there's anything I have to say about it, but I'm thinking, no, this is all <clears throat> this is this is like extreme agreement. Oh yeah. So you're you're with me. You don't like you don't do x is impossible or y is necessary and you're content to live on the gradient of well, at least as far as we know, we're going to consider everything possible to at least 0. Well, 0. I, I guess no, that's a good question because like I mean, I guess I would say um on a local level, if you have some rules of a game or whatever, 
within those rules, maybe there are some things that are impossible. Like, you know, um, you you can't, you know, in, in, you know, if there's, if there's a boundary in a game, you can't go out of bounds and then come back inbounds and, you know, score or something like that. You gotta, you know, depending on the game, I guess, but often that becomes, it's, it's impossible. We won't count it, you know? Um, and well, but of course it's, if you want to take your example seriously, of course it is possible. All that would have to happen is the referee made a mistake or was paid off, and the play, which is against the rules, indeed, but is still possible. It's the football player can place his cleats on the white sideline and come back in, and if various other factors don't prevent it, then the score will count. I mean, it's possible. Well, what I was trying to say was that, you know, the idea is that within the rules or the set of, set of rules in the game, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to the agreement on what the rules are and whatnot. So given, you know, it more or less in the abstract, yeah, I mean, it's possible that somebody looks away or, or whatever and all the thousands of cameras miss it or whatever. But based on the rules of the game, you know, and there's probably plenty of players who are, I guess, somewhat helpless if the if they can't, you know, make a decision or whatever. But anyway, the idea being that you go out of bounds, you can't score, you know, if you go out of bounds or whatever, and you can't come back inbounds and score or something along those lines. It's just a little rule. And so within the rules of the game, it's, you know, it's impossible. Within the game itself, sure, I guess it's possible that, you know, you can have those kinds of things happen. <clears throat> but just within the actual like structured set of things. So locally you can have, you know, n- necessity and, and possibility. Like uh, you like basketball, correct? So in order to score points, you kind of have to shoot the ball through the hoop, you know, and that's, that's the necessity of the, you know, the rules of the game that'll, you know, that is a point. And sure you could say, with all the thousands of people in the stadium, somehow the ref doesn't see it. And even though the replay is showing the ball not go through the hoop or whatever, he still is like, yeah, that's a good one. Or I don't think the ref keeps score, but whatever. But that kind of stuff. Like I think in, in smaller systems where you or people or whatever construct them, a game is one way to do it. Uh, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Right? Like, I mean, I, that's what I would say. In those arenas that's kind of the idea but i don't know if you're just saying because we were talking about logic and math and I, although i think to some extent you refuted a lot of those i was just thinking that at a small scale you could still have some kind of built-in necessities and impossibilities in order that people are able to continue to play the game i think that we play the games without there being any necessities when i'm talking about anything's possible I'm talking about metaphysics, I guess. I'm suggesting that epistemically, the correct position is to say that anything is metaphysically possible. So I guess I could rephrase the point you were trying to make as something like, it is impossible for a person, for a team, to earn points in basketball without the ball going through the hoop. But what I'm stressing is, I don't think it's impossible that in any actual game, 
there couldn't be points awarded to a team without the ball going through the hoop. Yeah, that's fine. In the abstract, that would be against the rules or something. But I don't think that any human rule systems have sway over what actually occurs. Well, that's fine. And I, you know, I guess that's what you're talking about is you're stipulating that, you know, you're talking about events that occur, not frameworks that are created or anything like that. Although one could say that those are in in and of themselves events and that people think they agree on what the rules are, but they don't or something. But yeah, that's all I was trying to say is that somewhere you could say there's possibility or impossibility and necessity and have those extremes. Game seems like a spot for that. And for the most part, it's, it plays out that way, right? I mean, yeah, sure. There are instances where things go awry, you know, um, and this past weekend was one of those where in football or whatever, there was some calls that were atrocious, you know, or non-calls if, if that's actually what it is. But I mean, I guess for what it for what matters to you in this context, it's the events, right? As they happen. But aren't we saying anything's possible is sort of like, but isn't that in and of itself sort of like a little structure, a little framework? Isn't that kind of similar to saying like when the ball goes through the hoop, that's a point? Anything's possible. You know, we're gonna say zero and one is out of bounds. You know, and. Everything in between is where things go. At what point, you know, where are we? If I confuse things greatly? Just a little bit. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry. I don't know what you meant exactly by this last question. I think anything is possible is sort of the inverse or some sort of corollary to the claim that I think comes out of the argument, which was basically... Thou shalt not say yeah. impossible or necessary. And then that's I'm taking it as equivalent to say, all right, well, then anything is possible. It's just the positive version. Right. But thou shalt not say anything is, is possible, I mean, is impossible or necessary in the context of, like, events that unfold or whatever or could unfold. Like, I... I guess that's, is that the additional thing? Because are you saying that then applies to sports, like, or, you know, games? Like, not actual games as they happen, but not not actual games as they happen, but the rules, like the frameworks, the setup. I still don't want you to say it even there, because when you say it's impossible that this rule violation would result in, you might be wrong about the rules. So... What if you set up the That's game? That's why you shouldn't say it. What if you create the game and you've written it down and you've explained to the best of your ability the rules and are you going to say, well, you could not remember right what you thought before yep. or whatever. Is that what you would say? Something like that, yeah. There's always these absurd skeptical possibilities. Mm. Yeah. It's that I don't want you to say it ever. Oh, I guess what I'm sa- what I want to say is I don't want to make the positive claim. There are no Im- there are no physically impossible things in this universe. I suspect that, but I wouldn't want to make and stand behind that claim. Uh-huh. Or nothing is logically impossible. I don't want to say that. 
it's all it's the like I was saying at the beginning with the meta epistemology thing. It's that I don't think any of us is ever justified to claim one of those things. Not that there are no impossibilities in the universe. Maybe there are. I don't know. But given what I think we can justify, all of us ought to leave it at that anything's possible. All right. I think we just <laughs> that. Yeah. Now it confused everything. No, no, no. I'm I'm fine. I'm good. All right. Good. Get the short out of here. Get the short. Possible Germany Unlikely Japan Wherever you go Wherever you land Say what this means to me I'll do what I can Japan Fundamental problem All need to face This is important But I know You're not listening Oh I know You're not listening